the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Before we get into the feeble fascist and embarrassing America and stealing money, I want to thank everybody that came out last night to Belvedere Banquets for the Dan Prof. It was absolutely wonderful. I had a great time. And I got to meet so many of you. Really fantastic. I'm very, very lucky, blessed to be involved with this organization. I had a great time. So thank you all who came out and came up to me. I truly, truly appreciate all of you. And now let's get on to why you listen to this station. Because we are the ones that are pointing out, not just regurgitating talking points, what exactly is happening and how exactly we can fix it. Because all of this can be fixed. There's a simple solution. Throw out every rat bastard Democrat you can. That's it. Simple. Because what they like to do is backdoor steal things. And that's what we're really dealing with. Well, all of this is going on. Joe Biden, the punchline that he is, doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, wants to let the cat out of the bag that um, we're definitely sending troops, and we have to, into Ukraine because there's a, another deal afoot. And you're going to see when you're there, and some of you've, you've been there. So he's talking to the 82nd Airborne, and uh, he's going to tell him, you're going to see when you're there. You're going to love it. I think they have great food. And, you know, there's great people. You're going to see some great sights. And um, and you're going to do our bidding for us. And you're going to see when you're there. And you've, some of you have been there. You're going to see. You're going to see women, huh? young people, standing stand in the middle of the front of a damn tank. Uh-huh. Just, just saying, I'm not leaving. You mean like Tiananmen Square, where you uh, abandoned those people that were fighting against Xi Jinping as you cut deals with the Chinese communist scum government, you rat bastard? Of course, they did bribe you. I'm holding my ground. Uh-huh. They're incredible. Yeah. So now, this has always been about money. Listen, Russia gave them $4 million. Wasn't enough. Ukraine gave them $5 million. China gave them $31 million. Now, there's an admiration that the uh, American Marxist mafia has for communist totalitarian countries around the globe. And that admiration is they own the most important industries of those countries. Did you know that? So for instance, this is the only country where we have private companies that actually produce our energy, the most important sector in the economy of all. This has been a thorn in the side of the fascists among us calling themselves Democrats because they don't like the idea that they don't get to squander any profits or any money. They don't like to not be in control. So they've created a numerous, numerous regulation body to seize control of our energy sector. And they continue to threaten it to impugn it, whether it be direct taxation, indirect taxation, or the legislation of legal tyranny called regulation. 
So this is something that's been going back and forth for about 80 years. And it's really at the culmination of backdoor nationalization as we speak. So this joke of a man, this 80-year-old dimwit, went on to reveal exactly what I'm accusing them of. The backdoor nationalization of American energy products. At the same time, this crisis also presents an opportunity. It's a catalyst, a catalyst that will drive the investments we need to double down on our clean energy goals and accelerate progress toward our net zero emissions future. First of all, who's our? You got a bug in your pocket? Our companies are owned by individuals that have boards and the rest of it. They do not necessarily share your goal. Now, you've intimidated them. You've extorted them. You've threatened them with being out of business. So you buy their cooperation, and then you subsidize your green energy boondoggle at the same point. But who is this joke of a human being to cut deals with foreign, both allies and adversaries? When did this become Venezuela? This is the kind of stuff those countries do when they own the natural products of their country. Not America. Joe Biden doesn't get to cut deals for American energy with anybody. He's nothing but a president. And that's not as important as people give it the respect of this office. This office needs to be put back in the corner where it belongs. You're a rubber stamp to what we want, scumbag. You don't have ideas, and you certainly don't get to take over industries, let alone companies. That's what the second part of this initiative is all about. The United States and the European Union are going to work together to take concrete measures to reduce dependence on natural gas, period. I want you to just for a minute understand what he's saying. This is regardless of your needs as citizens. The agenda is they are in charge along with the European Union. Well, the European Union does. It's not a two way street. It's a one way street. Our money goes one way. They give us nothing. They provide nothing. This is about that one world government bull dung. And I'm getting sick and tired of seeing our money go all over the place with no return on investment. None. Other than we're lining the pockets of other political whores such as this Irish gypsy. And to maximize the, available, the, avail, the availability and use of renewable energy, we're going to accelerate widespread adoption of energy efficient technologies and equipment like smart thermostats. The work then work to uh, uh, and work. To- oh, shut the hell up, you idiot. You can't even get a sentence out as you are a fascistic moron. This should be something companies do. If the demand is there and our companies decide to do it, fine. That's supply and demand. See a need, fill a need. But this idea, who's we? And what happens now to companies that say, oh, I'm in, I'm in. Do they get unlimited subsidies, unlimited Pell Grants, unlimited grants, unlimited benefits? See, this is anti-American what's happening. But this is very pro-fascistic collectivism that the rest of the world is used to. So when he makes this speech, it's a good thing he's on foreign soil. This is how they live. They realize very early on they're the slaves and the government are the gods. And they're used to that. But in this country, I'd like to see our oil company say, who are you talking for? Who exactly are you talking for? Electrify heating systems all across Europe. We're going to invest in innovative solutions and technologies to make the switch from fossil fuels. And together, we'll advance the use of clean and renewable hydrogen to reduce our carbon emissions. So are we investing in European companies? Uh, what exactly, how, how is this going to work? And who is going to profit from it? 
And are American companies going to be involved or are you just taking them over, Castro? This, these steps will increase energy security, economic security, and national security. And we're going to stand up a joint task force to implement uh, these changes and drive progress. I, 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 is it just me? He can't finish the words. Are you catching that, Squirrel Hands? It's like, it's like he's, he can't finish the words. You know why? Because at this age, you're not supposed to be destroying countries. You're supposed to be sitting in a room waiting for some family member who wants some inheritance to visit you or a nurse to bring you rice pudding. You're not supposed to be overthrowing the American principles of property rights. That will be co-chaired by representatives from the White House and the president of the European Union's team, the commission's team. Madam President, I know know that eliminating Russian gas will have costs for Europe. But it's not only the right thing to do from a moral standpoint, it's going to put us on a much stronger strategic footing. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. Maybe, uh, maybe the American oligarchs were upset at a market that they didn't control. Maybe they didn't like the idea that certain other oligarchs were profiting from this system. I mean, the reason that Europe is so dependent on Russia is because of the same political prostitution you're witnessing right here. They had their hamstrings sliced open by their own politicians as they neutered their companies. So then they became more reliant on foreign energy companies. Because here's the skinny. You need this stuff, whether you want to admit it or not. Your phony windmills and your solar BS, it doesn't work. It's a scam. Ultimately, you need that dirty oil. You need that coal. You need it. And you like the idea you get it from these third world places where you don't have to look at it rather than working on and providing the best right here in America. But I don't like the idea that we're starting a war. And yes, we're starting a war. If we cared about Ukraine and Russia, we'd have been involved in this in 2014. But we couldn't. Yeah, we had a pesky law. We couldn't give money to countries that had Nazis in the military. Good thing we got rid of that. And I'm proud to announce that we've also reached another major breakthrough in transatlantic data flows. Privacy and security are key elements of my digital agenda. He's got a digital agenda. Huh. Boy, that Snowden was way off base, wasn't he? So now everything's going to go through the United States government as they nationalize everything. And you tell me you're not a slave? Oh, you're a slave. But I got some good news. I always like to end this first segment on good news. Let's celebrate some good news. The State Department and people around the world are mourning the loss of Madeleine Albright. That's Anthony Blinken. And he's mourning the loss of Madeleine Albright. Now, see, the people who voted for this idiot are too stupid to know who Madeleine Albright is. But I do. So let's, let's, let's hear some lies first before the truth. A brilliant diplomat. Uh-huh. A visionary leader. Uh-huh. A courageous trailblazer. Mm-hmm. A dedicated mentor. And a deeply good person. Yeah, she was wonderful. In fact, when they asked her about the 500,000 Iraqi children, let alone the millions of other people she helped kill, she had this to say. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. So the good news is, today... Madeleine Albright burns in hell. And it's wonderful when a roach like this is taken off the earth. I feel like the air is just a little bit cleaner. May he rest in peace, and I wouldn't mind it too bad if he burned in hell. 
Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. All right, so uh, I think, what is Easter, the 17th Squirrel Hands? All right, so I got some good news for you. Uncorked Wine Festival is coming to Chicago on April 16th. So if you have in-laws and relatives you really don't want to deal with and you prefer to be drunk or hungover, uh, there's an event at the Museum of Science and Industry. Come and enjoy over 100 wines from across the globe. Full after-hours access to the museum, gourmet food options, and more. Visit uncorkedwinefestivals.com for more info and to buy your tickets today. AM560 is giving away a pair of tickets to enter to win. Visit 560theanswer.com, keyword uncorked. See why you like some options. You've got to deal with some roach Democrats you're related to or that some nitwit is going to date and then bring over to the family. I always hated those people. I don't have to deal with that anymore. A solitary man, though. All right, let's go to the lines. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Yeah, I hope Madeline Albright's in hell with uh, Richard Nixon and Henry Kissinger, who also deserve to be in hell. I don't think Henry Kissinger is dead yet. Yes, he is. Oh, I'm not I sure. he died. I'm not sure he's dead. I think he's alive. Well, he's going to hell, too. All right. But anyway. Who else you want to condemn? Okay. I think Bush is down there serving hors d'oeuvres. What do you think of that? Oh, definitely, for what he did to JFK. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I absolutely. Okay. All right, thanks. Very good. Let's condemn anybody else. Anybody else want to condemn somebody to hell? Uh, feel free to give us a call. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. How are you? Uh, you know, what's this? I'm good. How are you? Splendid. Excellent. Um, you know, with this new green energy thing, you know, I'm thinking, why don't we just get it over with and go back to the horse and buggy days? Uh, during the winter, we can all gather around the fire and keep warm. And then during the summer, we can take paper fans and keep cool. That I would think, save a lot of energy. Yeah, and that's your zero emissions that you're talking about. But I will say this. If this yeah. stuff worked, I'd be the first advocate for it. If it actually right. worked. It doesn't work. It is a it fraud. And what they do is the same thing they do every time they want to perpetrate a fraud. They corrupt the data. They've corrupted the data, both on their scales of the so-called emergency, and then they corrupt the data on the efficiency of their solution. The whole time ignoring the devastation to this planet, which I care about, that they do in the meantime to make all of the products. They're destroying the earth. Searching for these minerals, which, by the way, are all found in these third world hellhole countries that we surprisingly go to war with. It's really kind of just disgusting. And I'm sick and tired of calling it anything it isn't. It's piracy. This is government piracy. Joe Biden needed the war in Ukraine because he wants to pirate the energy industry and then be the supplier. And that's how he's going to sell the agenda of green energy to our actual energy producers, because he's going to subsidize it. And backdoor partner and nationalize the companies. Thank you very much, Teresa. I see what you're doing, you Democrat scumbag with your facelifts and your hair plugs. You don't outsmart anybody. You're just a political whore pimp. And by the way, you're embarrassing. And your socks are wet because you wee-weed. Yes, they dare. Matt, Gray's Lake. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm aggravated. How are you? Um, As as far as Maddie Albright, um, she's down there with John McCain right now, and they're planning their, their return. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen. I had high hopes for John um, McCain, but he proved himself to be nothing more than a, another step and fetch for the military industrial complex that yeah, ironically almost killed him. He was, he was the worst person for us veterans that, that ever lived, but that's, that's not the discussion that yeah. I wanted to have. All right. 
going back to what you're saying about the American oligarchs and the, the American oligarchs are the ones who own all of the green energy companies. Oh, yeah. The entire thing is a scam from from start to finish. And in order for them to pull off what they what they want to pull off, it kind of goes to what the gal from uh, Gold Coast just said, horse and buggies and fireplaces. They have to completely reverse the Industrial Revolution to pull off what they want to pull off. It's absolutely impossible for humanity at all to exist without fossil fuels. It's totally impossible. There's plastic in literally everything that we have. Your house will burn down in five seconds because it's 99% plastic. Well, my house Every is built in that we use. I bought an old... Oh, well, then yours is good. Yeah. You're good. Okay. But every single thing that, that we contain, food, everything that... Every container that we use has plastic in it. Every single one. All of that comes from petroleum. It's literally impossible to pull off the, what they want. And, and my last point, and I don't want to bore you. You're not boring. Bill Gates bought a $43 million place in Delray... In, in the San Diego suburbs, on the beach. This is one of the guys that keeps telling <laughs> I love us it. That, I love that this. global warming is going to kill us. Yeah. So you got Barack Obama's got two cribs that, that total about $80 million bucks in value. Yeah. One in Hawaii, right one on in the Martha's ocean. Vineyard. They're both on the ocean. Al Gore lives on the ocean. Yeah. Al Gore has a has a 13,000 square foot place on the ocean that burns more electricity in a month than my house burns in a year. Yep. And now you got Bill Gates, the other guy, that's saying, oh, we're, the sky is falling and we're all going to roast alive. The only way we roast alive is if this degenerate that's over in Europe right now keeps talking yeah. crap and, and gets Putin to push a button. Matt, and then next we all time, see a white flash and it doesn't matter. Next anyway. time you bump into a fascistic Democrat pretending to be liberal or pretending to be somebody who cares about society, I want you to remember one thing. A styrofoam cup takes 50 years to biodegrade. 50 years. That's their big argument against styrofoam. Styrofoam cup takes 50 years. The masks that everyone's work, walking around with take 450 years to biodegrade. Did you know that? And my entire neighborhood is full of those Damn masks. Yes, but they have They're hate has everywhere. no home everywhere signs. You go. Hate has no home signs in front of our house, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cough button. The stupidity of the Mercedes Marxists, of the feeble fascists, of the corrupt, never, ever stop. But why would it, when it works as they backdoor nationalize the most important industry on the planet, energy? This was the only country that had companies that owned the energy companies. Ukraine has oligarchs. Russia, oligarchs. China, the Communist Party. Everywhere. We're the only one that had companies. This was a problem that the fascists in America had to solve, and they are solving it. And today, we've agreed to unprecedented protections for data privacy and security for our citizens. This new arrangement will enhance the privacy shield framework promote growth and innovation in Europe and the United States, and help companies. Notice how they're diversifying into every industry. Are you the president of the United States? What are you doing cutting deals from energy deals to data deals around the world? It does explain, though, why Escobar, congressperson, not drug dealer, was celebrating the infrastructure bill. Did you know this, Squirrel Hands? You know the infrastructure bill that I argued so much against? You remember how they were printing up the funny money and nobody knew what was in it. 2,700 pages. Well, did you know that there is a portion of it, billions and billions of dollars, that's called multinational. And we are now spending money in Mexico for a super new, super duper new freeway. Did you know that? I bet you didn't. 
Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I am so with two incredible leaders from our region representing their respective governors, uh, both governors, women also, um, the governor of Chihuahua's office, Chihuahua. Secretary Keys, I thought Secretary it was a dog. Granados. And we have come together. We just walked out of a meeting that we had for the entire morning, uh, our Binational Infrastructure Task Force. Binational Infrastructure Task Force. Let's write that down. Binational. I hope that's not going to be part of the LGBTQ thing. Binational Infrastructure Task Force. That sounds expensive. And you know what else? It's financed only by us. Only by us. And this is how you buy and bribe a government that is legendary with its corruption, Mexico. You're bribing them. For, for some context, a high-level binational meeting to talk about the historics of infrastructure. We know that uh, President Biden, because of his efforts uh, around infrastructure, the United States finally has an infrastructure uh, uh, package that will fund historic investments. In other countries. So we just wrote a check for $25.9 billion, then we added another $2 billion for Ukraine. Now we're financing, what, border Instead of building the border, you're financing ways to circumvent the border. You're building a freeway to Chihuahua, not the dog, the country. Yeah, this should turn out swimmingly. And the fentanyl will get here even faster in Chicago. It turns out the only thing that's inflation-proof for the moron Democrat policies is the drugs. It's a great time to be a scumbag. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM 560. The answer. So I heard uh, the news from Nikki Whaley. Not just the fact that less people than ever in American history are paying taxes, which explains why nobody gives a rip about how these political pimps and whores waste our money. They don't care because they're not paying for it. They're just looking to be a recipient of some free cheese. We call that the Democrat base. But aside from that, um, what happened with Patrick Daly Thompson? You know, Daly's. Nephew, you can tell because they all look like that that Gerber baby with an enlarged head and that stupid look on their face like they're going to have to always need a tutor. It's called the Daily Glaze. Do you know it? And uh, he went away because he's a crooked bastard. And now they put in place a historic... It's historic. Why is it historic? Is this somebody of caliber? No, 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 no. She's a woman and she's Asian. But yeah, but is she a Democrat roach? Part of the mafia. Yes. Oh, okay. Just so we keep everything on track. And isn't that kind of what you're seeing with the Supreme Court? Does anybody care? I mean, really, do you care? You know it's a banana republic. You know that. Because if it wasn't, this feeble fascist wouldn't be where he is. Yes, it's absolutely true. There wasn't any inquisition into that night, into the ballot harvesting, into the overnight vote. There's nothing, right? No, no, no. He won fair and square. He got, what, six more, six million more votes than the Duchess of Chaffington? He got nine million more than Barack Obama? Well, he's very popular. Yeah, because when you think about Joe Biden, you think popular. Sure, he, he's a gaffe machine that is legendary. He was a walking punchline before he started suffering from clear and obvious dementia and mental problems. Before that, he was an idiot. Now, he's just dangerous. 
And it turns out that Clarence Thomas's wife, you wouldn't know this, but being married to somebody who is steeped in principles of Americanism, in the concept of the Enlightenment, in the, in the, in the, in the unusual philosophy that law is the shield of the citizen versus the spear of the bought and paid for political whore, that she's actually a conservative. Would you know? <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. Yes, she is. She uh, not only likes her husband because of his personality and they like to play board games, she likes his philosophy as a man. And she respects the fact that he's steeped in American principles. So like the rest of us who knew what this political whore would do, that is now called the year 2022's reality, from the inflation to that sense of quicksand, socialist feeling, to why everybody is nervous and upset, and you know, as bad as it is, under this idiot and his administration, it's only going to get worse. So that night, like me, and I know like you, said there's no way there's 81 million morons that wouldn't see what an idiot Joe Biden is. No way! So she sent text messages. Now, being Clarence Thomas's wife, she has some important phone numbers on her phone. She does. One of them is Mark Meadows. So she sent a text. You better challenge this. Like I said, too. See, I was doing coverage that night, and I was having the time of my life. We were on Beyond the Beltway, and I, I was with Dan Proft and uh, the host of Beyond the Beltway. We had a wonderful time. And it looked like he was going to win. You know, before they shut down the system for four hours, everybody got tired. Then you woke up in the morning, and you said, well, how in the world did this happen? Joe Biden is up, and he's only up in these key Democrat mafia states, the ones with same-day voter registration with virtually no voter laws. They obviously stole the son of a gun. So Clarence Thomas's wife wanted an inquiry. Apparently, you can't question. See, this is getting just like Rutin, Tutin, Putin, just like Ukraine. The oligarch owned Ukraine and the new comedian president who's worth $600 million, no one he wants to look at. It's a lot like China. You don't question those election results either. It's almost a step, you know, we're about one or two steps away from the purple-fingered Saddam Hussein, one by 99%. Because if you question the idea, could 81 million morons really be this stupid? Could they really have done this to our country? I, I still find it hard to believe. So does Clarence Thomas's wife. So from text messages she sent a year ago, a year and four months, Oprah Winfrey's girlfriend, I mean, that, you know, friendly. Um, Gail, who, if she wasn't Oprah Winfrey's girlfriend, you wouldn't know who in the hell this girl is. She'd be selling shoes at Neiman Marcus. She now has a very important job because, you know, Oprah Winfrey. And she wants to give the innuendo that Clarence Thomas should be impeached now because what they realized from putting affirmative action Jackson is, is they can put anybody in this slot and they're going to get absolute rubber stamp loyalty to, to their fascism. And they need a couple more. Now to exclusive reporting from CBS News and The Washington Post well, tell me, Gail. about attempts to overturn the 2020 election. No, 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 not overturn, Gail. Not overturn. We just wanted validation. We wanted an audit, a forensic audit. That's all any of us wanted. Just produce these 81 million people. Let's make sure they're all existing. Let's just, just take a look at it. I just want to make sure that we're living in a country where 81 million morons thought this wouldn't happen, what we're living through now. And on the verge of World War III and the whole nine yards. I want to believe that this country wasn't as stupid as it looks to put in this 80-year-old dementia patient, this embarrassment of a man, let alone a president. And keep President Trump in office. 
Conservative activist Jenny Thomas, she's the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, was texting about that effort with them. Why is she an activist, though? What, what does it take to be an activist? I don't know. But if you have any questions, you need to be investigated. And White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. The messages highlight the extraordinarily close ties between the Trump White House and Mrs. Thomas. Chief election and campaign correspondent Robert Costa obtained some of those messages. I wonder, are there extremely close ties between fat judge in a little role, Belena Kagan, who answers every time what it would be like if Chris Farley transgendered and didn't overdose? Her ties to, say, Barack Obama and the lovely, stunning Michelle. Are there ties there? Are there ties between the stunning Michelle, the dainty, the lovely Michelle Obama and Sotomayor, who looks like she owns a string of food trucks. Is there any connection between them two? I think there is. I do. I really do. Along with Bob Woodward from The Washington Post. Robert, good morning to you. I read your report last night. And let's just say some of those texts. By the way, Bob Woodward worked very hard for, for Biden. I hope this scumbag is happy with what he did. Good thing he's on the way out. Messages are raising a lot of eyebrows and dropping a lot of jaws. That's exactly right. Good morning, Gail. The messages do reveal a back-channel conversation between Ginny Thomas and Mark Meadows, a top aide to President Trump, just as he was vowing to fight his election loss. Now, this is the same thing between Sean Hannity, right? Because he knew all them. He sent some text messages, so that's illegal. Really? Because I sent about a million text messages myself. Can you believe... That this idiot successfully stole the election? Can you believe it? Here we are. All the way to the Supreme Court. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. A day before Joe Biden. Still upset why they didn't go to the Supreme Court. You know, it's the presidential election. We just want some auditing. Seems unbelievable. And you know, now you're a year and four months into this failure. On every front. I mean failure. You're on the precipice of World War III. He's backdoor nationalizing companies. Is he starting to talk like Shea Gravera about cutting deals with foreign adversaries and allies, I guess? We're financing expressways into Mexico and building Mexico's infrastructure with American dollars. And you want me to believe the American people? I hope they didn't. I hope they didn't legitimately elect this piece of garbage was declared the winner of the 2020 election. The wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas texted President Trump's top aide. That's it. Let's put her in the hooskow with those hooligans from January 6th. But the eco-Nazis that went there six months later and created, what, $80 million in damage? They're walking around the streets. You know why? Because they're Democrat scum. And that's the kind of judges they want in this place. So they'll use any excuse to get rid of them. So that's what's coming next. And who knows? Maybe it'll be historic. What could we do next? Let's get a transgender, Filipino, cleft palate, left-hander. It'll be historic. What's her ideology? Same thing as Fidel Castro. That's all right. Don't comment. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. See, Democrats get the government they deserve. So in that sewer of Chicago, when every other week an alderman gets pinched for being a wannabe gangster, good for you, rat bastards. You voted for it. Now wear the failure. Now when you do it on a national scale, we all have to wear the failure. So to think in the country that is was the richest and the youngest. Why? 
because it had a government that was meant to be emaciated, number one, and it had laws that were supposed to prevent a political whore like Biden dimwit and 50 years of crime to ever seize this office. And by the way, there were supposed to be rules in place that prevented election fraud. But you figured out a way to circumvent it, just like you do in Chicago, Illinois. Right? So now, when you see the food shortages, you voted for this Democrat rat. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did. We, we, let's talk about food shortage. And the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. So when you pay the cost, it's because you elected this stupid son of a dog, this moron, this political whore, who always was that. On top of it, recently, he's obviously lost his marbles. So you deserve this, not us. We're dragged into this. And I still want an audit of that election. I still want it. I can't believe there's 81 million morons. I mean, I know we're in Chicago and you're surrounded by these imbeciles who believe they're, they're for the environment, even though every policy they subscribe to destroys the earth. Idiots. Just idiots. Bruce Waukesha. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. I just wanted to make a quick point to draw the parallel between the last uh, four election cycles and the total number of votes so people could really understand why we think there's a problem. In uh, Barack Obama's first term, there was roughly 129 million votes. His second term, it went down to about 126 million. When Trump won in 2016, we were back up to 129 million. This last election in 2020, 155 million votes. Now, my question is this. When we get to 2024 and we slide back down to 130 million votes or somewhere in that neighborhood, what are people going to say? What are, the, what are the Martha Fockers of the press going to be saying about that when we go backwards 30 million votes or 20 million votes? I'll tell you what, Bruce, you're giving too much credit, credibility to the system. Now that they've successfully usurped the most powerful office in the world, why would they ever stop? Now the, now the footprint is there. The formula is there. The schematic is there. All you need to do is the same thing you did. You got what? Key sections of swing states that had turnouts that were above 90%. And nobody questioned the vote. And if you did, you were somehow an enemy of the a democracy. Even though it's supposed to be a republic to prevent this kind of mobocracy that these Democrat fascist scum insist upon. So you're giving too much credibility like it's going to go back to normal. After all, look at Chicago. A hundred years of mafia rule. Now they're just used to being slaves. I think you're giving too much credit to your citizens and to the system that is now used to corruption. You think I'm wrong? Something like, as, as, as people will say, oh, this isn't connected. No, no, no. You're wrong. Because what the Federal Reserve, what the banking oligarchs have done to this country could not be done in an honest system. So when I play this next clip of Janet Yellen, this is connected to voter fraud, to the feeble fascist, to the Democrat fascistic mafia, because they're backdoor nationalizing our finance system. And now this, this, this punchline of a woman, Mrs. Doubtfire, she's a god among us. Uh, energy is the big topic. And I want to understand from you how you reconcile the administration's climate goals right now with what clearly is a shift in posture around energy and fossil fuels. Well, the climate goals are very important, and there's no change in that. If anything, seeing what's happening because of our dependence 
on global markets for oil and to some extent. Now, our dependence on global markets are because of fascist scum like her. This country doesn't need a damn drop of anything from anybody. But you've regulated our companies into servitude and virtually out of business. You've destroyed the business of the most important product in the world, energy. And you've made it so we must enrich these third world hellholes. And now you're going to use your failure as another weapon to seize more control. Because these rich bastards, this oligarch system, they don't live in your world. They don't buy gas. They don't care about money. They stole enough money to afford this failure. You're the poor pigeon who pays it. Brad in Milwaukee. Good afternoon, Sean. I love your show. I stumbled upon your show about... Oh, Brad, I think the NSA is blocking our signal. I didn't hear you. Go ahead, buddy. Okay. You got me now? Yes, yes. Okay, hey, yeah, just uh, wanted to say, kind of piggybacking what the other gentleman said in Waukesha about, uh, about the votes. I believe that in 2018 they did a trial run when Scott Walker lost because they did the... You know, they did the late-night vote dump. Walker was up 30,000 votes, and then that one in the morning, bam, here comes 60,000 votes from the city of Milwaukee, and then that little weasel-faced Tony Evers wins. Are you kidding me? That's a and joke. they did the same thing. They did the same thing in Milwaukee. Uh, 130,000 votes or whatever it was for at 4 in the morning? 4 in the morning, 100,000, 130,000 votes just appeared. And by the way, out of the 130,000, it was like 94%. They didn't even right. have the decency to make it look like it wasn't a scam. The rat bastards. Sean, you're right. They're, they're gangsters. Hey. Absolute gangster, mafia, Democrats. Brad, I'm going to tell you what makes you feel good. On November 4th, when I saw what happened, and I'm dead serious, I had the website here, right? I had Marcus create a link. I revoke my consent to be governed. Now, it may sound like a small thing, but Brad, this country stays together on an idea. And that idea yes, is the willingness of the citizen to recognize the government is legitimate or not. So I feel good every day as I watch this idiot. This is an illegitimate oh. government, and I am not their Absolutely. subject. I'm just victim of location. But other than that, Absolutely. they are illegitimate. Thank you, Brad. And that's how you get through these days. This is how the communists were able to separate themselves from the tyranny of communism. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I am excited to talk to our next guest, Daniel Greenfield. Daniel Grief, uh, Greenfield is a Shillman Journalism Fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center, but I've been following him for a while. He's an investigative journalist. He's been writing, writing on the atrocities and the ridiculousness of the radical left for years as an investigative journalist. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. It's my honor and my pleasure. So I have been reading you for quite a while, and you just dropped an article a little while ago on Tuesday talking about the Russian invasion of America. I found the title exciting, and I wanted you to elaborate a little bit for my audience. 
So, you know, we defend everybody else's border, wherever it is in the world, we will focus on defending that border, except, of course, our own border. We are not allowed to defend our own border. That's politically incorrect. So we have an open border where everybody shows up and just walks in and is allowed inside. And now this is the case with uh, the Russians. While Biden administration is focusing on uh, protecting Ukraine's borders from the Russians, we've had about 9,000 Russians or so show up. And the man of some, by the way, when we say show up, they will fly into Mexico, and they will then rent a car. They will drive up to the border, and they will demand a sound. There have been about uh, eight to 9,000 of those so far, um, about 5,000 or so Ukrainians. And, but it's people from all over the world. Right? You have people from China flying in um, to Mexico, people from India, people from anywhere. And the result is that we have an open border through which everybody comes in, and the skyrocketing numbers of these people are going into the border. It's completely overwhelming. Um, the people who are actually supposed to be uh, protecting us, even keeping watch on the border. And in some cases, it becomes dangerous. Uh, right last year, you had two cars full of Russians in them, one a Mercedes. They tried to run ram their way through to the border. Um, the Border Patrol officer actually had to open fire on them. And the people there who actually are pro uh, trying to protect us are completely overwhelmed. Uh, Texas sent out its National Guard, but uh, they're the ones paying for it. Meanwhile, Biden is very much focused on defending Ukraine and defending every other country in the world except their own. It's funny you, you, you say this, and the reason I wanted to have you on today, I found a, a, a clip today of Congress birthing person Escobar, who was celebrating in the 2,700-paid inf inf infrastructure bill. There is money that we are building a superhighway from Chihuahua, Mexico, into New Mexico. And this was celebrated with the congressperson from New Mexico and the governor of Chihuahua, Mexico. How many people were aware of money in this 2,700-page infrastructure bill where we're making infrastructure improvements to Mexico? This is outrageous to me, and it was not being picked up anywhere. It's not. It's absolutely outrageous, but this is what we do. We're funding infrastructure around the world. Uh, there's now talk of Biden using the Defense Production Act to export green energy to Europe. And meanwhile, again, Americans are having trouble actually paying for gas uh, because pipelines in this country were shut down, uh, because the Keystone XL pipeline was shut down. Uh, everything is being done internationally, but there's zero interest in actually helping Americans. Now, Daniel, um, you know, we're from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. The show is from Chicago, Illinois. We are kind of the hub of the fentanyl expressway. We've had massive, massive drug overdoses in this country over the last 24 months. The fentanyl is clearly coming from Mexico. It's not just Chicago. It's numerous states and cities around the country. People are talking about it, but only a certain amount of people are talking about it. And only one political party is talking about it, in your opinion. Uh, how much death? and mayhem has to happen before Americans recognize this is a problem that must be solved immediately, and we can't wait for an election in seven months, and we certainly can't wait for one in two years in seven months. The Biden administration is doing everything possible to sabotage those efforts. I mean, the first leg of the journey, a lot of the precursor chemicals are actually coming out of China. They're going to Mexico. Uh, there's been no interest in actually stopping that. Uh, the Biden administration will talk to China about all sorts of things. They won't talk to China about fentanyl. Uh, without the Chinese sources, uh, we wouldn't be seeing the epidemic on the scale that it is. Then again, we've got an open border through Mexico, so all this now is able to get right through Mexico, uh, through the China-Mexico pathway. And then once in the United States, the Biden administration is actually, instead of fighting this, is legalizing it. So one of the things that's going on is uh, they're focusing on legalizing so-called heroin shooting galleries, 
which in some cases are cut with fentanyl, and some of their partners, the risk prevention partners. You know, uh, a few months ago we had a story about how the Biden administration is going to finance handing out free crack pipes. So some of these partners are saying you can use fentanyl safely, which you absolutely cannot. So instead of actually fighting this, they're saying that we need to accept this as a new normal. You know, Daniel, we are um, victims of propaganda in this country to a scale that I don't think it's ever been as obvious and ever been as effective in America. The propaganda is on all fronts. And if you subscribe to thinking you are a Democrat, you're receiving one section of information while you're redacted from another side of the information. And in most cases, the truth. The reason I wanted to was excited about having you is you wrote an article that I think is fascinating because as we were propagandized for this opinion on Russia, Ukraine, I was very aware of the historic corruption and oligarch system in Ukraine. I was also very aware of the Azovs. America, American Congress passed a law that we were not to give money to the military because of the Azov Battalion. You wrote an article a little while ago um, for the JewishPress.com. Zelensky's Holocaust denial should be a red line for Jews. Why do you think this story of the sketchy perception of the Ukraine, the record of Ihor Kolomoisky backing this particular president, this president's amazing net worth of $600 million, but more, more troublesome to me, is what appears to be a Nazi faction of the military. Why is this information becoming something that nobody talks about? And if you do talk about it, you're immediately blacklisted. You're immediately canceled. This is a real story. This is a real problem, is it not? Yeah, well, the, we were seeing the same echo chamber censorship that you discussed. But, for example, initially, Facebook had a ban on hate groups, and that included the Azov Battalion. You couldn't post their material. And now, of course, that policy has been selectively dismantled, uh, at least for the duration of the conflict. So what we're seeing very much is a selective, hypocritical double standard. And the bottom line is Russia and Ukraine these days are pretty similar, except one is smaller than the other. They're both very corrupt. They both have uh, basically run by mafias. They both uh, have little Nazi components in there. Um, and they're both basically, they're not remotely our friends, um, they're enemies, as a practical matter. Uh, a lot of the cyber attacks that are, be- that are hitting America, that are hitting American businesses, you get the ransomware on your computer, and they demand a ransom in cryptocurrency that's coming out of Russia, it's coming out of Ukraine. You have some of the same criminal organizations operating there, and the difference is, you know, Russia is obviously bigger than Ukraine, but the bottom line is they're both deeply corrupt. What's is? I mean, I know you, you you do a lot of writing for Israeli papers, for Jewish papers. What's the perception in Israel among the Jewish people about the information that America is being force fed, and the rest of the world's take on their information? Where where does Israel stand for the most part on this conflict? Well, Israelis like the Europeans get a lot of the same propaganda. Um, they wanted to be nice, and the Americans wanted to be nice, and they uh, bent over backward. They sent humanitarian aid. They voted with Ukraine at the U.N., despite the fact that Ukraine has consistently voted against Israel at the U.N., uh, but they bent over backward, and in return they got a punch in the face, which is basically the Ukrainian government uh, spreading anti-Israel propaganda, making more and more escalating demands, again, despite the fact that Ukraine is a major trading partner of Iran, that it's actually uh, repeatedly voted against Israel. Uh, the demands are now give us all sorts of weapons and give us security guarantees, which, again, just in terms of context, Ukraine is about has about eight times the Israel's population, and I think it's got 250,000 square miles of territory. Israel's is about 7,000 square miles of territory. Oh. So 
Uh, it's completely ridiculous, but, you know, this is the situation. You're dealing with corrupt mafias, and the moment you show that you're a nice guy, that you want to help, I mean, this is not the situation with the people, because a lot of people are obviously suffering on the sure. ground. They're now responsible for this. But you have very corrupt governments and that are basically run by organized crime, and the moment you show them that you're a sucker, that you're sympathetic, uh, they absolutely climb on your back. Sounds like Chicago. It feels to me... Like the enemies of liberty, the enemies of freedom, the enemies of Americanism are really getting strong. When I saw the gangster in Saudi Arabia high five rootin' tootin' Putin, I got very sick to my stomach. When I realized that Iran is cutting nuclear deals and getting stronger by the second, when you realize that the real winner is Xi Jinping, who wants to dethrone the American dollar as the petrodollar. Do you have a lot of optimism going into the next three years of the Biden staggering through an administration? Well, the most optimistic thing are the polls, which is that Americans are rejecting the stuff. One of the reasons we even have this whole war going on is because now Biden has a good excuse to blame um, high gas prices and all high prices in general. He can always blame it on the war. But, you know, once the war wraps up, what is he going to blame it on? You can only keep playing this game for so long. And the bottom line is Americans really increasingly don't care about the excuses. They just want a change of government. The problem is, obviously, we have the elections are still quite far away. But assuming Republicans actually take the House, they're at least in a position to obstruct some of the worst abuses. The abuses will still keep on coming. We saw that under Obama. But at least they won't actually be the result of congressional legislation, hopefully. And they'll be easier to deconstruct down the road. I have optimism because there's still a few investigative reporters such as yourself that are doing the work that needs to be done. I want to thank you, Daniel Greenfield, for coming on. It truly was an honor. I so appreciate your work. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Deanna, as always, is mine. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. I honestly have to tell you, I was naive to the idea that Americans could be propagandized in this fashion. I really was. I was naive also that Americans would do something as stupid as vote for this imbecile. And not just because, oh, he's a Democrat and it's small nuances. No, this is a roach. This is a political whore for 50 years. This is a bought and paid for political whore. He always has been. Joe Biden's a joke of a man, like most of the Democrats. And the ones that they admire so much, the ones that they admire so much, like Bill Clinton, they have this fond memory of the Clinton years. Do you understand the devastation to societies around the world the Clintons did? You know, the... Serbia, Yugoslavia, Iraq, all the mayhem and murder, millions and millions of people. You want to talk about a war criminal? Pick a pick a name in the Clinton administration. Pick a name. And they don't talk about it. And now you got to listen to this BS. I'm dead serious. This this fried me. I'm always fried when a scumbag like Anthony Blinken, who's qualified to do nothing. The only reason he's there, he was a Biden fluffer. The whole time Biden was stealing, he was his lap boy. This shark-eyed bastard who now is in charge of our foreign policy. And he's going to put the spin on Madeleine Albright? The State Department and people around the world are mourning the loss of Madeleine Albright. Not all of us. Not all of us. In fact, some of us are happy. Because some of us remember the Clinton administration for something not as benign as a memory that we can't remember the facts are. But what a scumbag the intern molesting Roach really was and the devastation he did around the world. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more 
children that died when, when in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. Do you? So those half a million children in Iraq, how old are you, Squirrel Hands? 25, they'd be about your age. Those kids would be about your age. So Madeline Albright, if you were an Iraqi and you got hit with one of our bombs, she says it's worth it. Now, I don't know what your future is, Squirrel Hands. It may be great. It may be mediocre. It may be terrible, but you have the right to it. And nobody in a foreign land gets to discount you like trash. But Madeleine Albright did. And she'll be celebrated, this piece of dung. Instead of be buried upside down so you have somewhere to park your bike as you urinate on her grave. Roach. Tom Richmond. Hey, Sean. Um, you know, when Trump lost, I was, you know, I was disappointed for sure. And I knew there was election fraud and they were slowly uncovering it. And I was hoping something good would happen. But, you know, there's a silver lining in this. I'm actually okay with Trump losing because now the world and our country can see what a hellhole the Democrats can create. They've got a war on parents, a disaster in Afghanistan, border walls. So I understand, and it's an interesting point, and I understand it, Tom, but let's think of it from the way it really is working. When you're dealing with a moron or a child, a spoiled child, I did. I dealt with one of these kids. I have one of these kids. Don't touch it. It's hot. You ever do that with your kid? Don't touch it. It's hot. There's always going to be one of your kids that's going to have to burn their hand before they listen to daddy, right? There's always going to be one. And they touch the pot and they burn their hand. Then you got to go put the salve on it and the ice cube, right? And they learn a lesson because they burn their hand. What these saboteurs to freedom and liberty and Americanism did is they burned my hand. They burned your hand. We're the ones that bear this cost. After all, we now know the smallest percentage of all Americans are actually paying taxes. The rest of these right. people, the rest of these people, they do with the ones that cheer for this moron, this imbecile Willie Wilson and his cohort, Lori Lightfoot. They just want gas for free. Right. They don't care. Mm-hmm. You're not mm-hmm. burning their hand. You're burning your hand. So that's the problem right. with this. This idea that society can learn a lesson. If society could learn a lesson, we wouldn't know the word Democrat. Unfortunately, yeah. here but they I, are. I, in I, do, I do think they're going to get slaughtered in the midterms. I think when they get into Hunter's laptop, they're going to find 10% did go to Joe. I think they're going to take Joe out before January so he doesn't get impeached. I'd like to think that. I'd like to think that, Tom, and I love your optimism and you're a wonderful man. But the idea that the FBI has had that laptop for 27 months and you did guts on ghoul with it. Guts on ghoul! Should have arrested the whole damn administration, scumbags. But then who headed up the FBI? Oh, yeah. Democrats. Who headed up the CIA? Ah, Democrats. This is a good year to be a scumbag. Good year for Democrats. After all, Madeleine Albright's a superstar. And Joe Biden isn't a feeble fascist. He's a great man. Just ask a Democrat. And by the way, if you get too squirrely, you push back a little bit too much, we're going to whistle in the CDC and pickle face Fauci and shut your ass down again. You know, time and time again through the pandemic, the CDC insisted that they were following the science. But with each new internal email we review, we find that it's anything but. Instead, these emails show the CDC forged ahead and crafted pandemic policy based on poor data. Even They frauded the data and they crafted the policy to turn you into a forever slave because now you're used to it. Now you're used to it. Now you're asking what your freedoms are instead of demanding the fact that you are a free man, an American, and these political whores be put in jail. 
and a corner. And if you question it, you're the one that's likely to disappear. And Rootin' Tootin' Putin's the bad guy, huh? Oh, he's a war criminal. But not Madeleine Albright? No, 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 let's lay her in state. Let's put her in the Capitol. After all, it's nothing but a joke anyway. 312-642-5600. Ta-da! You're a Democrat. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. You know, I love Fridays. First of all, I love the Friday features section, right? We got to get ready. We don't want to be propagandized for 48 solid hours. But I love that we get to end with meatloaf. I love the idea that America is going to live through this. We are going to live through this. It's absolutely true. It's just going to stink as these corrupt Democrat roaches destroy our economy. I mean, this is why I wanted the fight against the incredible notion you could shut down the economy. I, I still I still have a hard time believing it. As it was happening, I kept thinking to myself, ah, there's no way. There's no way Trump is going to allow the federal government to shut down the velocity of our economy. Because he knew that the corruption would... I mean, it's systemic to begin with, but it would overtake because so many people, their lives would change to a point where you're never going to get back to even time is the enemy of us all. We all have an enemy of time. I think it was uh, the great philosopher, Kamala Heels Up Harris, who said time is essential. You know, I mean, that's what she was thinking when she was 29 and she had that 60 year old sugar daddy political powerhouse pimp, Sweet Willie Wilson. Don't ever ask how he got the nickname Sweet. And she took it on the chin, so to speak, to realize that she would advance massively in her political career. But not everybody's willing to do such outrageous things to get ahead. So most Americans just were victimized by the idea that a corrupt government would shut down their livelihood and shut down the economy and forever change it. But this statistic here is a staggering statistic. Nearly 60%. 60% of Americans pay no taxes. It's unbelievable. More than half of Americans pay no income uh, tax, according to the Tax Policy Center. So I would just want to focus on that for a minute. This is why it is so easy to start off with a philosophy that is so anti-American, it's mind-boggling. The idea that you would use this mediocrity, these 50-plus percentage of people, as weapons against that small percentage of taxpayers. Because that's the minority in the country. The minority doesn't come in race, doesn't come in gender. It always has come in one real denominator, character. So now you've got more people on the dole, more people that need to restrain those other people, which is completely anti-American. There's a reason that the progressive tax is the number two plank of the Communist Manifesto, because it forever limits the ability to achieve. Now, can you circumvent that? Yeah. How do you circumvent it? You become corrupted with the government. You become favored by the government. And you become an American oligarch. See, but that system is not supposed to be in place. Because what they understood, what, and by they I mean the founders, there was never a, an income tax. The taxes came on transactions, came on, on uh, your ability to buy and sell goods, and the rest of it in tariffs from other import-export. That's how the country was supposed to run. It was supposed to be anemic. It was never supposed to be a revenue generator of trillions of dollars a month because what those founders understood is politicians will always bankrupt the nation so if you bring in five trillion doesn't matter they'll spend eight if you bring in eight doesn't matter they'll spend 12 and that's what we're living in now 
So they've got the society exactly where they need it. So this should be a story that offends everybody. What do you mean? 30% of the people pay the taxes? That's not right. Now there are proposals that would require more Americans to pay up. Uh, Robert Frank joins us now uh, with more. Besides Mitt Romney, uh, who are we talking about? It was a little shot, but you've got to remember it's MSNBC. But what they're saying is they've, they've got the Rube Goldberg tax system, which allows government to corrupt the tax system, rather than a system that would keep everyone engaged in politics and make sure these political whores, these crime families like the Biden, like the Clintons, like the Obamas wouldn't exist. How do you do that? Every single man and woman and transgender, or as the new, what's the new category? Club foot, cleft palate, lisp, left-handed. Everybody pays a flat tax on income. This way they're engaged. And the reality is, you want to know what's really fair? A cap. Why in the world should any one citizen pay more than a million dollars a year? That's outrageous. Yet we've got some citizens that pay billions. Right? Elon Musk? Billions and billions and millions and millions. So I don't like that system. Because what that system does is it takes the focus off the real gangster. The extortionist. Pretending to be a senator. Congressman. President. With wet socks. Robert? Well, Joe, we're talking about new estimates from the Tax Policy Center showing 57% of Americans paid zero income tax in 2021. Now, th- So why would they care? I mean, if you don't pay any income tax, why do you care that they're giving $29 billion to Ukraine? Why do you care about any of it? It ain't your money. Why would you care that they're building border, border jumping expressways to Chihuahua, Mexico, so fentanyl can get to Chicago faster and around the country? Why would you care? Hey, your money is building that. In fact, it's like Chicago, right? It really isn't your money that the crime syndicate of Chicago Democrats live in. And if you're a good little loyal slave, a step and fetch Democrat voter, you might get one of those cushy jobs with that bull dung pension that you pretend you earned. So this is how you overthrow a free capitalist system and you make it a quasi European socialist system. And then before you know it, Joe Biden has the audacity to admit At the same time, this crisis also presents an opportunity. No, it doesn't. It doesn't present an opportunity, except for corruption among oligarchs, which you are. And you got away with it, huh? This is much more than the 43% rate pre-pandemic. And the main reasons, government stimulus checks, higher tax credits, especially the child tax credit and the standard... It's not a tax credit, it's a welfare system. But the idea that you have 340 million Americans, 340 million Americans... And out of the working age, cut that in half. Cut that in half. So you got about 170 million workers. And you're going to tell me only 45 million pay tax? And we're not bankrupt? Oh, we're bankrupt, boys and girls. Which is why it does explain why they have to continue this bribery scheme of welfare sustenance. Which is why they have to blame foreign affairs so that you can turn a blind eye and ignore the fact that even though it's record revenue to the government, it's so convoluted with welfare and subsidies that they, they're not making any money. And the only way you can exist is by letting these political whores take over more and more of your economy. And before you know it, an 80-year-old with wet socks is cutting energy deals with the Ukraine huh. and the rest of Europe. One world government. And at the helm, an incontinent dimwit with wet socks. Deduction now of $25,000 and retirees moving to Social Security. Now, as some of these programs phase out, the number of non-payers expected to fall back to normal levels over the next year or two. 
But but people say that when you combine payroll taxes and federal taxes, only 41 percent of Americans actually paid zero in combined federal and payroll taxes. Yeah, because they're counting the people that pay all their insurance and then get subsidized for their insurance. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's an unmitigated Ponzi scheme. And Social Security, they blame the old people that are on it. And sure, that's a problem. I and mean, we have more old people, baby boomers, 10,000 a day. I know all the numbers. But the real problem is how you've turned Social Security into a welfare system where someone can walk in and say they're depressed or they have flat feet or they're suicidal and they get the government lottery of disability. See, that system is corrupt. So if you're going to change things, you've got to break it. That's why I want to start a movement. I'm dead serious. I've been saying this for years. I don't want your fracking scheme. I don't want it. Just give me the money you've extorted from me for Social Security back. And then my company, the, the money you took from the companies, because, you know, they're, they're extorting both ends on that deal. The virtuous government. And there is no trust fund. Give it back to the company and then everybody could do better. But you'd have to think of people as private citizens. You'd have to think of companies as private companies. But you can't do that in a socialist society, which explains how you get an 80-year-old with wet socks cutting energy deals around the world. It's a catalyst, a catalyst that will drive the investments we need to double down on our clean energy goals and accelerate progress. Progress. Boy, it feels a lot like regress. I like this. Friday. All right. I've got Kamala Harris explaining the cost of living in the economy for you. And uh, also showing what happens when you have an affirmative action system of governance. And, uh, of course, we'll let you know in a minute. Affirmative action Jackson walks in, which I think it already is. Manchin said she's in. Good day for pedophiles. In the old neighborhood, though, we're not too accepting of pedophiles. now. they have a way of disappearing. That's what I love about the registration of sex offenders. I used to belong to a social club. They put a picture up of any, every new registered sex offender. And there was under the picture it would say if you see him drag him in and beat you know so i thought it was a welcome way that's how sex offenders and pedophiles should be welcomed instead by the time this administration's over they're gonna get a condo maybe maybe a car one of those electric cars one of those funny cars all right lee in uh hammond hey sean hi lee hey you know this whole thing in ukraine if you really want to understand how this whole thing came about there's two good books about it. One is called The Great Game, and the other one is The Grand Chessboard by Zygmunt Brzezinski. You know, he's one of the guys that belongs to that big club that George Carlin says you and me don't belong to. Yeah, we don't. But these are the guys that actually shaped this thing, and the rest of us are along for the ride. And as long as we keep getting okey-doke by the media that tells us, oh, this whole thing just about Putin trying to put the uh, empire back together, we're going to get, get suckered into another war, just like the many wars oh, well, that God yeah. knows how far back they go. Since World War II. But this is the same thing they always do. I couldn't agree with you more. And as far as the Ukraine goes, I just want a simple answer. Ihor Kolomoisky, why does he own all the energy companies? And why was he also the owner of the television company? And how in the world did the new president become worth $600 million? I, these are important the questions. Oligarchs. These are important questions, because it's a pay-to-play corrupt oligarch system. Thank you, Lee. I love it. Did Honey Bunny put up Kamala Harris yet? No? All right. All right, well, in the meantime, let's go with a little bit more. Here we go. 
The work we are doing together is about understanding that we need to address the reality of the fact that it's really expensive to live for so many working families. We refer to that as the cost of living. You have to be so freaking stupid to be a Democrat. We refer to that as the cost of living. No kidding, moron. And before you, you, you and that dimwit with the wet socks usurped the most powerful office in the world, it was a lot less, moron. Think of it this way. When you used to date sweet Willie Wilson for lunch, Willie Brown, I'm sorry, Willie Brown, I got my Willies, Willie Wilson, Willie Brown. Something tells me there's a, there's a scandal in Willie Wilson's history anyway. But Willie Brown, when you used to date Willie Brown and the tab came for lunch, your cost of living was low because you were pleasuring him. See, it went up when you stopped. That's how Democrats lower their costs. Republicans prefer good policies, so everything's cheaper. So we're going to have to wait for Republicans. Or we're going to all have to find Willie Brown. Take one on the chin. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's funny as you see what's happening to this country and the idea that American politicians swear to uphold the principles of America, swear to uphold the Constitution, but more importantly, they swear to uphold the principles of Americanism. Out of all the politicians that you can think of that swear to uphold this, these principles, how many do you think there are? Five, six, seven, ten, maybe, maybe, out of 535? One of the most consistent is Senator Ron Johnson. Whether you live in Wisconsin or not, he is a senator for all Americans fighting for American principles. Senator Ron Johnson, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Well, Sean, uh, happy to be here. You were the first person I thought of when it was admitted that the CDC had been cooking numbers in child deaths. You were the first one. You were the first one who always questioned the information we were getting, which turned out to be nothing more than lies and propaganda. Are you seeing any optimism, or is this something that I've noticed kind of went away with so many of the other propaganda stories? Well, our problem here, Sean, is that all the people who pushed our response to COVID, I don't think anybody can look at the results of that response. Over 965,000 Americans dead. The human toll, the economic devastation, these widespread shutdowns, which I argued against initially. The, the toll on our children. I don't see how anybody could look at that and call that a success. No, it's been a miserable failure. But all these people, I call, I was calling the COVID gods. Now I'm calling them the COVID cartel. Oh. The, the Biden administration, the federal health agencies, Big Pharma, who has captured those health agencies and so distorted and corrupted our medical research and medical establishment and the practice of medicine. And then probably the, the most powerful of all these groups is the corporate legacy, mainstream media, whatever you want to call them, and the big tech social media giants. That is the COVID cartel. So they've been so wrong about all these things. They've censored things like early treatment. But the count, body count is way too high. They can't afford to be proven wrong right now. And here's the key point. They have the power to make it almost impossible to prove them wrong, which is why they 
attack people like me. They marginalize people like me. All these brave doctors who've had the courage and compassion to treat patients that are speaking out, they get vilified, they get censored, they get sued. Uh, We are up against powerful forces in terms of getting the truth out. Well, there's no question about it. In fact, um, what I'm seeing is the fact of the matter that so many of the data points that they were feeding us are, are suddenly either being changed or in some cases they can't avoid redacting them. This is also having an effect where a lot of Californians... A lot of New Yorkers are getting disgusted with this. Yet here we are again, and we stand at the precipice of a new variant, the Delta Cron, or whatever the hell it's going to be called. And I'm starting to see, as I call him, Dr. Pickleface Fauci. Dr. Fauci, a god among us, start to make inroads into Fox News as he was on Neil Cavuto today. And there's, it's, not an, it's not to me an accident, and it's not uh, a small coincidence that he's on there. I feel that they're lining us up to do again what we already lived through. I think it is very possible that the government may double down on their stupidity and go through another shutdown. Is there, am I being too paranoid or is this something you think is even possible? No, I think it's entirely possible. Uh, it's probably what they'd like to do. Listen, they, they learned the benefit of creating a state of fear uh, among all their scaremongering under climate change, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they found out how much power uh, the, the voting public will give them. If you whip up this state of fear that, you know, the, world's going to end in 12 years if we don't start doing something right now. Well, they have the perfect opportunity, the pandemic. So they, they create this state of fear. Um, again, I don't downplay the severity of COVID. It can be a deadly disease. There's no doubt about it. But there are other things that are also deadly uh, that we kind of ignored during the pandemic. And we never really put things in perspective. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have the real data. We've had to look to Public Health England or data out of Israel to, to find out to the extent the vaccines were failing. Uh, obviously, the CDC isn't paying any attention to its own VAER system, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. We just, by the way, surpassed 26,000 deaths on the VAER system. Now, I realize VAERS doesn't prove causation. Uh, the other hit on it is it generally dramatically understates the number of adverse events, but about just a little under 30% of those 26,000 deaths occurred on day zero, one, or two following vaccination. Uh, may not prove causation, but it certainly would give me cause for concern. Obviously, has not uh, really concerned the COVID gods, the COVID cartel, the Fauci's of the world, uh, because this has been their response to the pandemic. And again, they are vested in the narrative that the vaccines work. The vaccines are what ended the pandemic. There is no such thing as a vaccine injury. What vaccine injuries we see are mild and rare. Uh, they're not mild and rare if you lose your only son. Uh, right. If, if you see a father die within seven hours of taking the vaccine, uh, that that's uh, a little more severe than, than mild. In fact, you've been one of the only people to give this any attention. Uh, there's a doctor, John Campbell, in Europe that has been all over this. He has been exposing this, and we find out through Freedom of Information Act, which was taken on by a judge in, in uh, Texas, I believe, who finally made Pfizer release documents that they wanted to hold on to for 75 years, that it turns out their vaccine not only isn't good at stopping anything, we just have to go on their promises that, believe me, it could be worse. It sounds like a lying parent. But the reality is um, there have been so many, tens of thousands of adverse effects, we'll never really know. And my question to you is, the CDC has obviously been lying to us for two years, the way I see it. What's to make them tell us the truth eventually? If they can attack you as a politician rather than ants 
answer your questions. This is something I find infuriating because the reality is I'm aware of how they're attacking you on every level. I read the papers. The national DNC is going hardcore after you. So obviously, rather than answer your questions, they're trying to silence your voice. Well, I think in the end, public pressure will force them. Uh, I've written 36 oversight letters, just wrote my 36th basically gotten squat. We've gotten some information. You also have court challenges. Courts seem to be able to enforce production of documents, but generally those documents are heavily redacted. But when those documents become available, then we uh, put pressure to get those documents unredacted. So slowly but surely, the the truth does come out. You know, the problem is, just like we're seeing with Hunter Biden or the Clinton Foundation, once the truth is finally being revealed, you know, people kind of shrug and go, well, that's just old news. Um, we can't afford to have this be old news because we have turned the medical establishment on its head. Doctors ought to be at the top of the treatment pyramid. It, they're being crushed at the bottom by the bureaucrats, people that don't have the courage and compassion. They don't treat patients, and yet they are dictating how doctors are practicing, practicing medicine. That's not their role. Their role should be to be transparent and provide information to the medical community, hard, good quality information, and to the American public so that we can make informed decisions regarding our body and our health. But that has not been the role of the CDC. They've been, they've been playing the role of gods. Uh, people like Fauci, again, who I will uh, say do not treat patients. As a matter of fact, the new COVID czar, he was the Democrat witness in my first hearing on early treatment. I asked him, because I, I had... McCulloch, and I had Harvey Rich, I had George Fareed, who's partnered with Brian Tyson. They've had the courage and compassion to treat patients. I asked Dr. Ja, well, how, how many patients, uh, COVID patients, have you treated? Uh, none, Senator. This man who holed up in his apartment for over a year was afraid, even after he got vaccinated, to go have dinner with a friend who's also fellow vaccinated. He is now our COVID czar for this Biden administration. Uh-huh. That is how absurd things are inside government. This whole damn thing is getting a little absurd. In fact, um, Senator, I had relocated to Florida. I'm back in the sewer today, but I normally spend the majority of my time in Florida. It's a different world down there because we have a governor. We have Congress people. We have senators who fight for the right of the citizen to be treated and save his own life with monoclonal antibodies, with ivermectin, with remdesivir, whatever else needs to be done. I recently learned through a discussion with a very learned man that if people go to the hospital at that moment, there is a federal law that says they cannot be treated with monoclonal antibodies. Now, I have to ask you something. That is obviously, why in the world would the federal government take a position to tell a doctor what you cannot do if the doctor deems it in his experience or that he simply wants to save the life of his patient. How in the world have we gotten this far, and how is this anything other than third-world European fascism? Well, it should concern every American. Our freedoms have have certainly uh, dwindled during the pandemic. I think, uh, as President Biden has repeatedly said, this is a pandemic of the unvaxxed. I would argue that it is primarily a pandemic of the undertreated. We ignored early treatment using widely available generic drugs that in using a multi-drug protocol, I believe is highly, are, are highly effective. I've, I've referred enough patients. I've heard the remarkable turnaround stories. You know, these doctors have treated hundreds of thousands of patients effectively, lost very few, while the rest of the medical establishment were following CDC guidelines 
waiting, you know, basically do, do, do nothing. Get tested. Let's spend $89 billion in tests. And once you test positive, other than isolate yourself, go home afraid, do nothing until your lips turn blue, then come into the hospital and we will undertreat you there. We'll pump you with the uh, full of about $3,500 worth of remdesivir where there's no study that shows that's effective. There are studies that show it can be toxic to the kidneys, for example, but that still is the standard of care. Monoclonal antibodies, I mean, I'm not sure where the current uh, type of monoclonal antibodies work with the current variants right now. Uh, but other than that, uh, we've been undertreating, generally underdose the corticosteroids that are being used. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I'm hearing this from the doctors who mm-hmm. actually do treat patients. No, this has been a travesty. Well, and uh, the people, the, this needs to be exposed, and the people responsible for this uh, need to be held to account. Well, what you are is a businessman. Is a father, is a husband, and you got in this game not because you wanted to, but because you felt you had to. That's why I think you're doing such an effective job fighting for the principles of Americanism, and you're facing an onslaught, a new one, right now. Now, before I go into it too in-depth, I want to tell you a little story. I have a relative through marriage who I loved to death. He's no longer with us. He was somebody who um, was a homosexual, and I loved him to death. He, we had the conversations. He was a learned man. I have a cousin who was homosexual and loved him to death. When he died, it was devastating, and various relatives. I've never judged anybody on their sexual proclivities. I never gave it a, a negative or a positive. To me, I don't really care who people sleep with. I never did. But as a father, one day, when my daughters were little, I was at a restaurant in Oak Park, right here in the Chicagoland area, and I didn't pay any attention to it because I didn't want to pay attention. There was somebody who was obviously a man dressed as a woman sitting at the table, and I didn't. I don't care. At that time, my daughter wanted to go to the bathroom. I took her to the bathroom. It was the girl's bathroom, and I opened the door, and I said, okay, honey, let me know if you need any help, and I closed the door. This particular man, dressed like a woman, got up and was going to go in the bathroom with my daughter. I said, listen, pal, no more joking around. Go sit down or go in the other bathroom. You're not going to go in by my daughter, because I thought it was insane that I would subject my daughter to this man who's obviously dressed in a costume to go into the ladies' room. I, I feel the very same principle for every woman i don't think you should be subjected to that any more than i would like a woman walking into the men's room i don't think it's right you said something similar and is it not true that the entire american democrat party is attacking you right now well i've been under attack relentlessly for the last year and a half i mean they want this seat so they take anything i say completely out of text that they twist it they distort it uh, but and, and what's what's interesting is I, I hold telephone town halls. I'm not going to be deterred from that. I, I want to stay in touch with my, my uh, constituents. And so, for example, a few telephone town halls again, we were talking about Omicron, and I am concerned about uh, the way we politicize this. And so I was just warning my constituents, take this seriously. It's, you know, COVID is a bipartisan killer. Yeah. Uh, whether you're vaccinated or not, you know, do, there are things you can do. Vitamin D, most people with serious COVID disease, are vitamin D deficiency de- deficient. So make sure you vitamin D, vitamin C, gargle. Uh, that's been proven to reduce the viral load. Within 10 minutes, national press was contacting my press team, lying about it, saying, what's this about Senator Johnson saying that Listerine will replace the vaccine? I, I never said that. Yeah. I never said that at all. And by the way, there are multiple studies. We could have, we could have prevented, I believe, a lot of death of people the CDC really recommended people gargling with the right kind of gargle. Right. It would have, in many cases, reduced the viral load, maybe would have gotten down the lung. Why not give it a shot? That's my main point. Why not give it a shot? Absolutely. The one you're just talking about right now, 
you know, constituent was concerned about, you know, biological men competing against women. Um, I think most Americans just don't think that's fair. I mean, what, what kind of, what are we doing to our, our girls, our, our women? Uh, so yeah, I think I was just stating what most people believe that if a man walked into a woman's bathroom, that'd be uncomfortable for people. Absolutely. I mean, isn't that just obvious? Yes. Uh, but what I said, the full statement was, you know, there ought to be a way to accommodate everybody so we can all live in peace and harmony. I'm with you. I don't, I don't have a discriminatory bone in my body, okay? Right. Let people live their lives, you know? Uh, but also understand and accommodate other people's discomfort if you're doing something completely out of the norm. That's absolutely right. And I wanna, I'm going to make you feel good because down in Florida, Ron DeSantis implemented a law. There can be no biological men competing in any woman's sports. And the reception he got from both Republican and I don't want to say a majority, but a lot of Democrats was absolutely correct, because what you're doing is you're destroying the lives of those girls that the biological man took the place of. And everyone knows it from eight to 80. And this is something that I, I give you the utmost credit for. And now what I want to do is help you, because, listen, the DNC is financially attacking you. They're launching ad campaigns. Where can my listeners go who have no representation? The people of Chicago have no conservatives. There's none that are in office, and there's very one or two running. Where can they go to help you? Ronjohnsforcenter.com. Let's quick finish off this conversation, because I think all of us, we're a very compassionate society. People that that have that issue, that believe they're of a different gender than what they are, what God gave them biologically, I've got compassion for people like that. Of course, I have no problem with it. I I think we all do, okay? They they struggle. It's not easy for them. So we all have compassion. But listen, we also have to have reason. We have to accommodate other people's feelings as well. But no, I I am under constant attack. Uh, Right now, I don't have a Democrat opponent, but (laughs) collectively, they spent about $15 versus my three. Think about that. My main opponent right now is the mainstream, mainstream media. And of course, those news attacks are far more valuable in the political realm than paid advertising so no I've, I've got a real challenge so ron johnson for senate.com i'm going to need financial support to push back on the lies the distortions uh the, the attacks of the radical left on behalf of all the chicagoans and illinoisans who are completely hopeless i want to just thank you and on behalf more importantly of my own kids and unborn grandkids i so appreciate you trying to stop the fascistic overthrow of america so i want to thank you very much and i'm going to go on and support you it's ron johnson for senate.com thank you again senator ron johnson stay well take care we'll be back with your calls and comments after this This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. You know, I want you to think about that for just a minute. The national DNC pours five times the money Ron Johnson has on hand. Five times the money. $15 million. Now, I don't like the idea that that can even happen. I truly don't. And I don't like the idea that we got to raise more money so he can buy more ads to fight off the lies. Because what it really does is promote so much money being sucked out of the economy. But do you realize how important it is to keep Ron Johnson in there? So I went on my little phone and I made a donation that I could afford. I think it's important for us to do the same for Ron Johnson. I don't care if it's five bucks. Because we cannot afford to have a moron, Democrat, corrupt mafia member in that seat. Illinois is already gone. You're never going to get 
a Republican senator. Never. And if you do, what was the one you had? That moron Mark Kirk? Remember that moron? Another guy. He was like Madeleine Albright. Just a little bit less active. Uh, and then we got uh, we got the first, what is she called? The vice president? First, first something? A moron is what she is. Let's call her Sweet Willie Brown's girlfriend. I think that one sticks the best. She's talking about more money and cost of living. Do you understand what these people have done in 14 months? 14 months! Imagine what it's going to be like in three years. Imagine what she's going to do to the opportunity of you. I mean, unless you're in on this scam. If you've got one of these cushy mafia jobs, then go ahead. Put your feet up on your ghost job. Sit on your fat ass and wait for your mystical, magical lie of a pension to come rolling in. In the meantime, if you have a small business... Listen up to what these idiots really think. I will say as a point of personal privilege, as a proud daughter of California, um, there are many of the issues that you all are working on as an organization um, that are issues I've worked on my entire career. And I look forward to talking about that. And also our shared goals, not only in terms of the work we've done over the course of the last year and more, but going forward. And so that includes our shared goals of strengthening our economy. Now, California was the most vibrant state in the country. It's through the direct destruction of the quality of life in California by the Democrat fraud mafia that people are fleeing it like it was on fire. Small businesses do not exist unless they're in on the scam. The only small businesses that thrive are the pot dispensary businesses or the green energy boondoggles. Very difficult to run a business in California. It's almost like Illinois, New York, New Jersey, and everywhere else these idiots rule. But the idea that we can afford to lose a seat like Ron Johnson's, we can't. I think it's crucially important we understand that. We're not going to make that fight here in Chicago. It's not. After all, your citizens voted for one of the co-conspirators on the FBI tapes for scumbag Rod Blagojevich. You realize that? All right. Now we're going to uh, do Friday Features with me when we get back. 312-642-5600. If you called the show on Friday Features... You can call again. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. I have to tell you, I have, uh, although I love movies, I mean, I love them, always did. I haven't watched the Oscars in 10 years. At least 10 years. Maybe more. Might be more like 15. Here's another reason not to watch it. Zelensky in talks to make an Oscar appeal for help. Well, he should be on the Oscars because he's an actor. He's a two-bit con man actor, so it only makes sense he's on the Oscars. However, I still don't think you should waste your time watching them. Good movie I saw today, and not because I thought it was a fantastic script or a wonderful plot, but because I thought the actress, the lead actress, was unbelievably stunning. Deep Water on Hulu with Ben Affleck. Her name is Anna Diarmis, and I'll tell you what, hazel eyes. You know how hard it is to pull off dark hair? Lovely. I highly recommend it, Squirrel Hands. As for a documentary, Private Bank versus Kolomoisky. Yes, the same Kolomoisky who backs Zelensky. And Kolomoisky, who is licking his chops at the American generosity of not just the $25.9 billion Americans gave there, and we still don't know where that money's going or how, if we're going to get it back, but the numerous private donations that will be stolen by Kolomoisky. Now it's time for you to give me a film and a documentary. Mike on the South Side. Oh my God! You know what? I wasn't going to give you a film or a documentary. I'm having a cigar and a glass of cognac. Oh, wonderful! And uh, what do you think? Uh, you're an oligarch uh, in Ukraine? Go ahead. 
I'm like having a, I'm having a leaf Sumatra, and I started doing this because I want the Russian troops to wipe out the Nazis. Okay, so oh, a couple of movies. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 well. Two years ago, we were saying, oh, you know, the the yeah. Ukrainian government's evil, this and that. So no, you mean when you they were what? bribing Hunter? Forget about that. We're on to the future now. Everything's great. Go ahead. What were you thinking? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I want to say, like a month ago, I called in, and I. The documentary, I don't know if it's a documentary or not, was uh, Suffer No Fools by Walter Williams. Oh. And he, yeah, he basically, it's it's like a 45-minute, it was on TV, but it's like 45 minutes long. I think YouTube has it. And uh, he actually talks about the, the, part, the plight of the black community in the 50s and the 60s and how they were making all of these economic gains. And then... Right up until you know, LBJ, John, the real racist. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I love, first yeah, of all, I love Walter Williams. He's written some fantastic, fantastic books, and I think he's one of the biggest, it was the biggest loss, because I think we only lost him a year ago, and it is a tragedy that we lost that song. Yeah, and, well, and he, was, and he was easy to understand. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he, I like Thomas Sowell, but he was a little bit easier to understand than Sowell, you know? He's got a book out, All It Takes Is Guts. If, you've, if you haven't right. read it, Read it. It's fantastic. So thank you, Mike, on okay, the south and, side. And, and then the movie yeah. and the movie is uh, Odd Angry Shot, which is about the Australian uh, Special Forces in Vietnam. Oh, I like that. Odd Angry Shot. Write that down. I got my hand on the thing. All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. Greetings, Sean. Uh, movie is a 1982 Clint Eastwood movie, Firefox, based on the it's either Thomas Craig or Craig Thomas novel, uh, I know what it's about. I saw it. A highly uh, ultra sophisticated fighter. He was like that ghost pilot in Ukraine that shot down, what is he up to? 15 Russian pilots, but we don't have one piece of evidence? He's like that guy. You know, that that might be a good movie, too. Maybe we can. The thing is that in that movie, um, there's a line in there, there's always an applicable line that I find that's useful if you're speaking to a leftist uh, politician, where this Russian agent tells Clint Eastwood, uh, you, uh, don't say anything. Your words would mean nothing. They may even be insulting. Nice, nice. All right. Now, and the <laughs> documentary is uh, Nova episode, NASA, the first 25 years. I'm a bit of a space buff. So. Oh, I like that, David. Maybe one day you can explain to me how it got off the moon. I still can't find the gas tanks, but I'm willing to learn. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate that. I'm going to step off the limb now. That's one small step for man. One giant step for the military-industrial complex. <laughs> uh, Eduardo Midway. Yeah, Sean, a uh, great time uh, last night. Oh, it was, it was uh, wonderful. Did you come up to me, you handsome devil? No, but I saw you, but you were too busy, you know, doing your radio show. So, But that's okay. Next, Next time. time you come up to me. Come on. I had Bill come up to me. He called no, me I... earlier. He walked up. It was a pleasure to meet him. All right, but go ahead. What do you got? Okay, so... TV series, Spencer for Hire, 1967 Mustang, and you got some great area views of Boston. Spencer for Hire, who's the, who's the, who's the lead? Why do I know this? Yeah, the lead is Robert Urich. Robert Urich, that's Dantana, right? And, right, and then uh, his sidekick, um, Avery Brooks, who was it later in Star Trek. Oh, but I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. Dantana 
is going to be hard to beat with the 57 Thunderbird. Yeah, or was it, it is, a 55? It, is, it is the better one, but yeah. it's just something new. You know, I wanted to live in a warehouse for years. I either wanted to be Tom Selleck and live in Hawaii, you know, but I didn't know that Obama was going to buy the same house. You know, he bought that house. He was briefly in a fire station and he went on the fire pole. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else? Yeah, you got? and my documentary is Summer of Soul. You got Gladys and the Pips and Fly Stone. Oh, really? Anytime they're using You got the Pips and Sylvester Stallone? Well, Slystone and the, uh, I forget what his, uh, what the full name is on it, but, you know, all the music from the uh, late 60s. I love that music. My aunt used to, I can remember, I can remember her dancing, getting ready. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Tonight I'm going to watch a documentary, which I can't believe I haven't seen because um, it's about my favorite band ever in the world, Crossfire Hurricane. About the Stones. Oh, so yeah, I'm gonna watch that tonight. You know, I wonder how they're. I wonder if they're using the same concoction to keep those guys on stage that they're using to keep Joe Biden upright. There's got to be some <laughs> concoction out there. We have no idea about. All right, thank you very much. What's the documentary you got? What now? You got a documentary? What's the documentary? Yeah, no, that is a documentary. Oh, just, yeah, oh, that is a, a documentary. Docu- yeah, Crossfire Hurricane. Yeah, oh, you don't That's have a movie. It. You're missing something. No I know movie. To get to. No movie. Right, no movie tonight. No movie for three. And don't watch the Oscars. Jerry, Chicago. Yes, hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. I got a movie. It might be a little dated, but it's called The Good Shepherd with Matt Damon about the the beginning That's, of the CIA. I love that fracking movie. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that is a good movie. It tells you about yeah, I, I, all, I, the, the, all the nonsense and the shenanigans that go on. And it also, I think it's supposed to focus on one of them is a bush. I am pretty sure that one of those rats is Prescott or Old Man Bush. I can't decide. <laughs> but as, as, okay. as I was watching the speech today by George P. Bush, as you know, they're, they're, they're the endless bushes because he's running in Texas. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, the, uh, the young Hispanic kid. Yeah, he's running in Texas. George P. Bush, That's Jeb, Jeb's son. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. Just hope he's uh, a little bit smarter than Jeb. Thank you very much. Smarter than, the, than his uncles. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, right. Both uncles. Where's the please clap clip? I love that please clap. All right. If you're on the line, stay there. If you want to be three one two six four two fifty six hundred, I'll take the rest of you when I get back. He's leaving. I didn't know that it was Sly and the Family Stones. I thought he was talking about Sly. My guy's Sly, Rocky. No, we're talking about movies. I don't know about music. I told you I'm not a music guy. Movie guy, movie guy. And as long as we're going to deal with corrupt and competent judges who like pedophiles, there's another good one. Remember uh, Al Pacino? Franklin, you are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out of order. That man, that crazy, And justice for all. Good movie to watch. Ever see it, Squirrel Hands? Oh, brother. You should do like an Al Pacino weekend. I'm telling you, man, especially young. He was the guy. The guy. All right, let's go to uh, Duke of J. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, real good. Uh, Sam Peckinpah's Straw Dogs. And the remake was good, too. I think I only saw the remake because the remake's not that old. No, just a few years. The first one was Dustin Hoffman and Susan George. They're both good. Wow, what a cast that is, though. Holy cow. All right. Uh-huh. You got a documentary? I got a, I got a beach joke for you. All right, I'll take a beach joke. What do you got? Okay. Uh, you know why the hippie couldn't save the drowning guy? Why? Because he was too far out, man. 
<laughs> I love it, Duke of J. Nice way. It's a Friday, for God's sakes. I think that's the least we could do. And another thing we like to do on Friday. I, I'm sorry. I love it. It's become a thing, and it makes me feel good. I loved watching him in movies, and I think his rendition of the National Anthem is my favorite. He's meatloaf, and I want everybody to have a good weekend. And most of all, do not watch the Oscars. I mean, you really want to see people so void of character that they give themselves awards for imitating somebody else's character? I don't like that. All right, everybody have a great weekend. I had a great week, and I will talk to you on Monday. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.